well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am glad you've joined us on the program today. Got a lot of stuff going on in the world of the Second Amendment. Uh, out on the uh, left coast, Ninth Circuit, they're busy. Uh, we've got uh, the Ninth Circuit granting a stay uh, that will keep California's ban on so-called assaults in place while the uh, case is being appealed. Meanwhile, the uh, Ninth Circuit also uh, holding uh, oral arguments in an en banc uh, panel. Eleven judges going to be taking a closer look at uh, California's ban on uh, so-called large-capacity magazines. This ban was struck down by uh, Judge Roger Benitez. Uh, Judge Benitez's decision upheld by a three-judge panel of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And now you've got 11 judges on the Ninth Circuit who want to take another look at this. Uh, this case ultimately going to be going up to the Supreme Court, I suspect, uh, although there is already a, a magazine ban out of New Jersey that uh, the court will be considering uh, probably this fall, I think, is when we'll uh, get a decision as to whether or not the court's going to hear that case. But uh, we are keeping our eyes on what's going on uh, on the left coast as uh, the state of California tries to keep several of its uh, gun control restrictions in place. Uh, and gun control advocates are, I, I think, uh, deathly afraid of what the Supreme Court might do uh, with these cases when they eventually get there. But uh, on Capitol Hill... Uh, the Senate taking up the, uh, what is it, H.R. 1, the uh, the voting bill that would uh, place uh, all kinds of uh, new restrictions on states uh, and basically amount to a federal takeover uh, of elections. Now, I don't think this bill is going anywhere. Probably the biggest drama uh, surrounding the vote today is whether or not Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia will vote to proceed to debate or whether or not uh, he'll take a pass on that. But I don't think there's 60 votes to get to cloture. And so I think H.R. Uh, 1 is going nowhere, which ramps up the uh, the demagoguing on the part of the uh, backers of that bill, including Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who let loose with this whopper earlier today. Republican legislatures are making it easier to own a gun than to vote, he says. Really? Didn't really have too many examples. I don't think he had any examples of that. I, I suppose Chuck Schumer maybe was talking about things like constitutional carry but that doesn't change who can own a gun simply says that if you can legally own a gun you can lawfully carry a firearm that's fine i'm not aware of any state that's actually uh made it easier to own a firearm this year but i am very much aware of states that have made it more difficult to uh, own a firearm uh all kinds of new restrictions being put in place in states like uh, colorado California, Massachusetts, where we've got a uh, community that is trying to make it more difficult to purchase a firearm by uh, basically blocking gun stores from opening up uh, wherever possible. Uh, over at Hot Air, my colleague uh, Ed Morrissey also uh, notes a couple of other uh, uh, oddities about this. He says, for the record, no state legislature has passed any of the following restrictions on voting. A five-day waiting period for counting a ballot a federal background check to validate the eligibility of the voter, restrictions on how many choices one can make on a single ballot, or, this is my favorite, red flag laws to suspend the right to vote in cases of mental illness. As Ed points out, all of those restrictions apply to gun purchases and ownership uh, in some states. The first two apply in uh, every jurisdiction. Actually, a five-day waiting period does not apply in every jurisdiction. I think Ed might be a little confused. There, there is no federal waiting period. Uh, to purchase a firearm. If you uh, come back with a, a delay on your next check, 
Right now, the current law gives the FBI 72 hours to uh, process that check. And then if they've not gotten back to the uh, federal firearms licensee, the FFL can allow that sale to proceed. doesn't have to, uh, but they can choose to do so. But we don't have a federal five-day waiting period. We do, again, have a federal 10-day waiting period on the purchase of a firearm in uh, the state of California. Haven't heard Chuck Schumer object to that. Haven't heard Chuck Schumer object to, uh, let's say, you know, New York's may issue laws when it comes to carrying a firearm where you have to show some sort of special need where your Second Amendment right to bear arms isn't enough for you to carry a firearm in self-defense. You've got to somehow convince a sheriff or a judge in New York State that you are elevated, you're special, right? You're, you're not just the average citizen, that uh, there are special circumstances that would uh, uh, allow you to carry a firearm for self-defense. I mean, imagine if we had those types of restrictions in place when it comes to voting. Of course, this is not the first time that we've seen uh, anti-gun Democrats try to proclaim it's easier to buy a gun than it is to do X. Remember, President Obama once said it's easier to buy a gun than a book in the city of Chicago, which to me was a pretty telling example of the failures of gun control, given that there are no gun stores in Chicago, plenty of bookstores, public libraries. But if Barack Obama truly believed that it was still easier to buy a gun than a book in the city of Chicago. I mean, that would be evidence that uh, maybe you really can't gun control your way to safety. And uh, I noticed that Barack Obama, does, he, he hasn't really repeated that line ever since, has he? No. Now you've got uh, Senator Schumer making that same sort of comparison, right? Well, it's easier to buy a gun than to do X, in this case, uh, vote. It's not. I mean, as somebody who votes on a regular basis... I actually vote probably more often than I've bought a gun over the last couple of years, thanks to uh, Missy's medical bills for uh, cancer. Boy, that'll curtail your firearm purchases. Um, but the last time I did buy a firearm, I uh, went down to the local gun store, filled out my 4473, waited for the FBI to uh, do a background check on me. Uh, and then when that background check came back clean, uh, then and only then was I able to purchase a firearm. When I go in to vote, I show my voter ID, although that's actually changed in the state of Virginia this last election, but for the most part, until recently. I'd go in, I'd show my driver's license, and, you know, okay, here you are, here's your address, cross the name off the box, and then I would go and cast my ballot. It was uh, quicker and easier for me to vote than it was for me to purchase a firearm. And that's, I'm sure, been your experience as well. This is not only an apples to oranges comparison, but what is Chuck Schumer saying here? Is he saying, of course he's saying this. There's no dispute that he's saying this. That yes, we should make it harder for people to exercise a civil right. It's just that he doesn't want to make it harder to vote. He wants to make it harder for you to own a firearm. In fact, Chuck Schumer, I think, would like to make it impossible for you and I and any other law-abiding American to own a firearm. And no matter what restrictions would be put in place when it comes to our Second Amendment rights, Chuck Schumer would be fine with them, right? You want to go to prison because you, uh, you know, sold a gun to your neighbor without putting the universal background check? Chuck Schumer doesn't have a problem with that. The background check bill approved by the House earlier this year, the one that's been endorsed by uh, Chuck Schumer in the Senate, calls for a one-year federal prison sentence. If you sell a gun to somebody without putting it through a background check, 
What about uh, possessing, simply possessing an AR-15 or a magazine that can hold 17 rounds of ammunition? Uh, Chuck Schumer thinks that should be against the law. In fact, Chuck Schumer thinks that it should be so illegal that if you continue to possess an AR-15 after the federal government has banned them, that you should go to prison for 10 years. Unless, of course, you register that same firearm with the federal government under the National Firearms Act, in which case they promise, cross their heart even, that they will leave you alone once they know that you and your gun are uh, together. They won't bother you anymore. Do you believe that? I don't believe that. Uh, look, I think the voting bill in the Senate uh, is an overreach, but how I feel about HR1 really isn't important. How Chuck Schumer feels about your right to keep and bear arms is the real issue here. Uh, and Chuck Schumer and other anti-gun Democrats in the Senate are perfectly fine with imposing restrictions, new and old alike, on your right to keep and bear arms. They're fine with that. So stop with the demagoguing about it being uh, so much easier to buy a gun than it is to vote in this country. That's not the case for any American. It's not going to be the case for any American, no matter what happens with uh, H.R. 1. Uh, and maybe we should start focusing less on restricting the civil rights of law-abiding Americans and focus more on what happens to violent criminals. It sounds like a good idea to me, but uh, I don't even think that could get 60 votes in the Senate right now. Not because of the Republicans, but uh, you probably find some Democrats objecting to that. All right, speaking of, let's get to today's uh, armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there uh, with a case out of North Dakota, where an accused murderer sentence for a prior felony conviction, not unusual, according to a court expert. Yeah, you may remember uh, or have seen this case. It's gotten a little bit of national attention because of the age of the murder victim, 14-year-old Jupiter Paulson of uh, Fargo, North Dakota. She was last seen as she was riding her bicycle from uh, her, I believe it was from her mom's house to her dad's house. And uh, 22-year-old Arthur Prince Colley is now accused of her murder. Well, as it turns out, Colley has a previous criminal history. In fact, he was uh, arrested on June the 4th for the murder of Jupiter Paulson. But less than a month earlier, May the 7th of this year, Kali was sentenced in Cass County District Court to two years in prison for being a felon in possession of a firearm. Now, two years in prison, he got that sentence less than a month before he's accused of murdering this 14-year-old. So what happened here? Well, in this case, most of that two-year prison sentence was stayed on the condition that he successfully complete 18 months of probation and serve 27 days in jail. The 27 days in jail, coincidentally enough, uh, was how long he had spent behind bars awaiting trial. So for being a felon in possession of a firearm, Kali, in essence, got a slap on the wrist, was told, don't do it again and then was set free. Now, he is not accused of using a gun in the murder of Jupiter Paulson. He's accused of stabbing the 14-year-old to death more than 20 times. Uh, Mark Fries, who is a defense attorney in Fargo, worked as a police officer before, uh, before becoming an attorney, 
said uh, that the sentence is, quote, very consistent with the sentences that are pronounced by all judges for these types of offenses. He said that North Dakota has a law that says we're going to presume that for Class C felonies and below, that probation is the appropriate disposition. And Free said mere possession of a firearm by somebody who is prohibited is not necessarily a crime of violence. And regularly courts are going to try to resolve those cases with supervision, rehabilitation, and reformation rather than incarceration. Um, okay. And I, I listen, you know what? I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. Particularly if we're talking about somebody who was a nonviolent offender. Let's say somebody's felony conviction was for tax evasion or even, even shoplifting, maybe even burglary. But it wasn't a crime of violence, still a crime, but it wasn't a crime of violence. So now they're prohibited by law from possessing a firearm. Let's say they're caught with a firearm. Should that that case automatically be referred to federal court? Should we automatically be looking at, you know, the imposition of a 10-year prison sentence with uh, uh, eight and a half years to serve before you're even eligible for early release? No, not necessarily in every case. But in the case of Mr. Colley, the felony offense that he was convicted of that, that, that made him lose his Second Amendment rights was a violent offense. In 2017... Uh, he was convicted in Morton County District Court for hitting a male corrections officer in the face. The incident occurred uh, when Collie was 18, and he was staying at a uh, juvenile detention facility. Uh, the uh, felon in possession case stemmed from an incident last December in which police responded to a report of a gunshot at a uh, South Fargo apartment where Collie resided at the time. According to court records, police found Collie intoxicated. A uh, search of the apartment yielded at least one firearm along with ammunition. So he pleaded guilty to a Class B misdemeanor charge of discharging a weapon within the city limits, as well as a Class C felony charge of being a felon in possession of a uh, firearm. According to the uh, defense attorney, the 27 days that Collie spent in jail would have given jail staff the time to watch for warning signs that he might be a danger to others and to inform prosecutors of any such indicators prior to a sentence hearing. He said, quote, I can assure you that if the judge or the prosecutor had sensed some inclination that the defendant was violent, there would have been a lot more done and a lot more analysis before this disposition was imposed. Well, I'm not so sure I, I believe that. I wish that I could, but uh, what Mark Fries is talking about uh, and what he describes is a, a functional criminal justice system. And I don't think the criminal justice system is all that functional these days. Not when 97% of felony cases end in plea bargains. I, I think that fact alone is cause for concern and cause for alarm and frankly cause for some type of reform efforts here. Uh, but in this case, you now have a guy accused of murder. He was sentenced to being a felon in possession of a firearm less than a month before this murder took place. Collie, by the way, denies any involvement in the murder of Jupiter Paulson. But um, I'm pretty sure if you pulled North Dakotans, uh, as to Kali's original sentence here, 18 months probation, 27 days time served, they would say that uh, justice was not served in that case. All right, on to today's uh, armed citizen story from Ohio, where a uh, pizza delivery driver uh, forced to act in self-defense and defense of others when a, a man tried to uh, rob a pizza shop on Sunday night, this was in uh, New Carlisle, Ohio. 
21-year-old Gage Melton was the uh, suspect. He was shot and killed uh, in this attempted robbery. Uh, the 911 call uh, from the uh, pizza place has been released now. You can hear an employee saying, Papa John's, uh, New Carlisle, 410 Main Street. Someone just broke in and they were shot in self-defense. The 911 operator says, okay, somebody just broke in. And the employee says, yeah, they came right in with weapons and they tried to rob us. They're still in here. There's one shot and wounded on the floor. One of them ran out. Happened just after 11 p.m. on uh, Sunday night. According to uh, WDTN, a delivery driver uh, shot at one of the suspects. One of them, uh, again, later identified as a Cody Melton hit and lay bleeding, or the other suspect fled. Uh, the driver that ended up uh, firing that shot also spoke with 911 on the call, saying, quote, I'm too upset to talk right now. I'm willing to cooperate. When you get here, I don't have the fireman in my hand. Uh, he said he was worried that the other suspect may be waiting for them outside. Uh, so the 911 operator uh, told him to stay inside. Said emergency cruiser heading to the store, tried to coach them through uh, administering, uh, uh, you know, aid uh, to the would-be armed robber. Uh, the 911 operator asked, where's the gun at? Uh, does the uh, driver still have it or is it put away? First employee said, yeah, he still has it. You need him to put it somewhere. He said, yeah, put it on the counter. So they did. They cooperated. Uh, both the uh, sheriff's office uh, and a uh, attorney uh, that the WDTN talked to said this case appears to be a justified use of force and self-defense. And yeah, I would say so. I mean, you've got a pair of armed robbers coming into the store at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, yeah, you're justified in defending your life. You are in legitimate fear of great bodily harm or imminent death when two guys come in armed and try to rob your store. Uh, I, I think probably the biggest question right now is not really a, a legal question, uh, but whether or not this driver is going to face any sort of sanction from the store itself for acting in self-defense. You know, most of these big pizza chains uh, and franchises have had rules in place that say you have to be unarmed. It doesn't matter if you're a concealed carry holder. Even if you're legally carrying a firearm, you're carrying in violation of company policy. Uh, and if we find out, you're going to be fired. Now, a lot of these companies have actually sort of quietly changed that point of view over the last couple of years. There was actually an armed citizen story out of Georgia where a, a young woman, I believe she was 22, uh, and a concealed carry holder, was forced to act in self-defense when she was the victim of a robbery. Uh, and I don't think anybody really wanted to fire her. Maybe one thing to fire a 40-year-old dude, right? But a 22-year-old woman, that's a little more problematic. So since that case, and in that case, I think she worked for Domino's, and I believe it was Domino's or Papa John's, and the eventual outcome was she wasn't fired. She uh, was told she didn't have to drive anymore. She could work in the kitchen. Uh, shortly thereafter, there was another uh, self-defense incident involving another pizza delivery driver in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That one I know was Domino's. He, too, was not fired. And ever since then, we, we have seen a sort of relaxation uh, of those policies on the part of these big chains. Most of the independent pizza shops, by the way, have never had that policy in place to begin with. It's always been the big corporate chains who I think are more worried about liability and insurance and things of that nature. But my hope is that this driver in Ohio is not going to lose his job for protecting his life and the lives of his coworkers. All right, finally today, our good deed of the day. Take a look at the, this picture here. Some uh, bad storms over the weekend. I think this was part of uh, Tropical Storm Claudette in uh, Owen County, Indiana. 
where a sheriff's deputy in the right place at the right time wasn't able to do the right thing to save a uh, bride-to-be's wedding day. Yeah, this was a, uh, a picture from Owen County. Uh, Councilman uh, Anton Carl Neff said he was with uh, Owen County Sheriff's Department Deputy Stephen DeWitt on Saturday. They were trying to navigate some roads that have been impacted by flooding overnight. And uh, as they were driving around, he said they were approached by a woman and her mom. Uh, and they were told, you know, listen, the road's out. You're not going to be able to get there. Uh, the woman, uh, Brittany Leggan, became emotional, according to the council member, because uh, she and her mom were trying to find a way to get back home. They had to pick up food. They had to pick up decorations. And they had to pick up her wedding dress because she was getting married that afternoon. Uh, instead of trying to drive through the flooding on their own, the woman agreed to follow the uh, deputy. Uh, they all four made it to their destination safely. They were able to uh, navigate the uh, back roads and uh, find a safe way home and to the uh, wedding destination. Uh, the woman got out of the car, insisted on uh, hugs with the deputy before heading off to have the uh, wedding as planned. Uh, the uh, council member said, it's moments like this that really made me think how understanding, kindness, and compassion can still mean so much and be such a source of positive energy. Officer DeWitt, will modestly say that he was just doing his job, but from the perspective of the people that he, his colleagues, and their support network serve, we all know that the product of their work is often priceless. By the way, Brittany Leggan and her new husband, John Robinson, also commented on the council member's post, thanking them for their efforts. Uh, John Robinson noted the power went out uh, with these storms the night before the wedding, but the rain stopped in time, quote, for the best wedding I could ever have asked for. And uh, Brittany Leggan wrote, you saved my wedding. So in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, and to uh, save that special day, uh, Owen County Sheriff's Department Deputy Stephen DeWitt, we thank you, sir, for your very good deed. Now, that is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. We will be back tomorrow with more of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. But until then, be well, be safe. Oh, before I do my official sign-off, I should also tell you, remind you once again, if you want to be a VIP member of BarionArms.com, very easy to do so. All you have to do, go to BarionArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNS to get 25% off of your VIP membership. Uh, not only will you be supporting this show right here, but you'll also get exclusive analysis and commentary that you won't get anywhere else. In fact, we've got an update for you on the uh, town of Newton, Massachusetts attempt to ban gun stores today and more, all at BarionArms.com. Again, just use the promo code GUNS to get 25% off of your VIP membership. Okay. Now, I think we're wrapped up. We'll see you tomorrow. But until then, be well, be safe, and be free.